I didn't know how this machine worked. Let's start the show. And welcome to volume 30 of the Geek Conclave Mixtapes. Uh, the gang's all here this time. Uh, I'm Eddie Fergoso. I have Paul and Fernando, and then I have Tommy Delo at the bottom below me. This time, full, 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 uh, the, the whole group's here. Uh, so, Last episode was kind of like just cut um, because we were waiting on Tommy and uh, he wasn't able to make it because of work, but you know it happens, no, no worries. Uh, so we're, volume 30 is going to be its own separate thing, so we're going to talk about like our view of Batman, we're going to talk about the Obi-Wan trailer that came out, and then this morning we were kind of lucky that we're doing this because uh, Miss Marvel teaser dropped, so we're not, we won't break it down immensely. But we'll just kind of talk about that and then, like, the other Disney Plus shows in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like Moon Knight, that's starting up on March 30th. Um, yeah, and that's it. We'll just uh, kind of get to it. So, uh, how's your week been, guys? What, what, uh, what, anything uh, new? No, just work, tiring. So, but I'm like, I've been looking forward to this since last week, so. But finally. Cool. Finally. <laughs> back on the podcast, so. Let's talk about Batman and stuff. Yeah, no, we will. Paul, any anything new with you or? Uh, some stuff came in that I I've been trying to collect at least. Uh, I've been trying to collect some rookie cards. So these are the like, the rookie cards that I've nice. been collecting. Ooh. Uh, I got the Andre Jackson rookie cards, just like the regular with autographs, pull number to like one ninety nine. So I think I'm trying to have him as like my. My person that I'm trying to collect in terms of personal collection now, so that's what uh, kind of came in. Cool. Yeah, I have a couple cards that I'm collecting too. Um, I went like I cleaned the garage uh, the other day just to, to one more thing to do while I'm taking care of my mom was going to like move the garage and clean it around, and I found my like cards uh, that I had. So I have my Matt Camp rookie card, Andre Ethier, and uh, yeah, so I have uh, just those two, but. Oh, I have a Maeda card too, but okay, okay, yeah. So I have a Corey Seager one too, but he's in my bobblehead. So it's in the bobblehead. It's in the like I have a little bobblehead um, holder, and then I have the card in front of it. Okay, but yeah, I need to I need to collect more uh, baseball cards, but they're like the same thing with the basketball and everything else. It's hard to get them. Hard to get them. 
Price went yep. up on those as well, right? Yeah. On the park. <laughs> Bro, price went up uh, on everything. Not as much on baseball. <laughs> Baseball's still kind of been the same, but basketball's still relatively high. I want to say baseball was kind of always like the standard, though, wasn't it? No. Collecting, like, uh, I think, like, because it was like, I want to say more than basketball and hockey. I didn't really collect NFL so uh, speak to that, but I think it just depends on if there's like a big name superstar that people are really trying to collect for. In baseball, there hasn't been like that one huge star to collect. I don't believe okay. compared to like basketball, but that's been a long time. Yeah, and I know. <laughs> like <laughs> when you have guys like. Ja Morant and like Zion when yeah. Zion was pretty big uh, there's going to be more of the people that are trying to get those rookie cards more than anybody at least on compared to baseball that's why that's I went true. with the Andre Jackson so I'm kind of hoping that these uh, kind of blow blow up in Maybe. a few years hopefully he, he becomes a really good pitcher hopefully I'm lost. I, I don't even know who Andre Jackson is. Like I'm so bad with. Uh, is he is he uh, in the minors right now, or is, did he did he play last year? Or yeah, he he got called up uh, last year. He played I think two or three games. Okay. Played pretty so, well. So I have to look him up. Um. So like this year coming up, if he plays a full season, it'd be like his rookie year, I think. Right or no? Like a legit rookie year. Like I know that's how it is. Like when you have to play a certain amount of games to be for that for year to count, something like that. I'm not sure. So. But like he's that. considered one of the Dodgers rookies. So, and it's an actual Dodgers card, not like a Oklahoma City Drillers card. So yeah, hopefully. Um, yeah. Well, say, is that coming off of a 2022-23 season pack, or is that a 21-22 pack? Uh, this is for this year's so 22-23 pack. Yeah. Oh, cool. Damn, they're already out. Shit. Yeah. Well, these kind of just came out maybe like a week or two well, ago. Was, That's why I've been just kind of like, waiting for these. Be, when, uh, if it wasn't for that delay, we would have been like a week away from opening. Anyway. So. Yeah. All right. Well. Um. Yeah. Uh. I don't know what I'll say because uh, they just changed my schedule, so I, I go into tomorrow. So, oh no! Yeah, so let, let's get this going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. Okay. All right. So um, we're gonna jump into it. The Batman came out now. It is uh, doing pretty well, I would say. Uh, its box office total uh, for the opening weekend was one hundred and thirty-four million eight thousand and six hundred and twenty-four dollars. So not not bad at all. Um, right now, worldwide total, it is four hundred and sixty-five hundred million, eight hundred thirty-two thousand and sixty-seven. Oh no, and forty. I can't read my own writing. And forty-seven dollars. So domestically, um, it's a little more. Like it's domestic uh, income, it's two hundred thirty-nine million versus uh, two hundred twenty-six million uh, for international. So international's catching up. Um, just right out the gate, it got a 10 from IGN. Um, it's, uh, I didn't check its Rotten Tomato score, but I want to say it's like in the 90s. Um, at my job, a lot of people are saying it's better than The Dark Knight. Um, I've heard people say that. Uh, we'll get into it where I feel on it. But 
overall, it's been well received so much that it, um, the spinoff series that were like announced have a, one one of them was officially been ordered. So there'll be uh, HBO Max officially had ordered uh, the Penguin Show, which will focus on Penguin's rise to power, um, and then Colin Farrell is going to be an executive producer, and then the was supposed to be a series on the Gotham PD, which has been done already because <laughs> of Fox, but they already kind of nixed it. It's not going to be about the Gotham uh, Police Department anymore. It's going to be about um, Arkham Asylum. So that's that's in development hasn't officially been ordered yet but it's in development um and it just hopes to build upon what the film uh expanded on which was the uh, corruption of gotham city so before i start asking you guys questions just a heads up if you haven't seen the batman yet um honestly you're missing out and then too it's, we're gonna talk about the spoilers like we are gonna heavily spoil this uh i've been wanting to talk about this for a while so i'm gonna give my opinions on the plot um so yeah if you don't want to be spoiled uh probably this is the episode you shouldn't listen to because we're going to spoil a lot of stuff uh so with that said um since tommy uh rushed home and actually made it on time i'll let tommy go first so tommy uh what do you feel about the batman like what i know you wanted to say stuff when we were leaving the theater but it was really cold and we ended to leave anyway so uh, yeah um there's a lot to talk about like it's just a different it's a different take on the character um it's more greedy, I guess. More like just like it's not as clean as the the, the Nolan universe side of it, I guess. It, his his costumes more homemade. Um, the Riddler's costumes nothing like the the Batman Forever, the Val Kilmer Batman one. He's more like reminded me of the we got Pulp Fiction vibes from him. So um, as far as the overall movie. Um, I love the action, the fight. The fight scenes were were better choreographed, like on par with uh, a like a kung fu movie, I guess. Like there was, um, it was fast paced. It, it, I thought it, it, um, it just it did justice to Batman's and and like I that's where I felt like the Dark Knight, the Nolan's verse lacked. So I I, I appreciated that. Um, the Batman was different. He was more aloof. Like he was more didn't do the whole Bruce Wayne Playboy thing. Um, I don't know if I could say it's better than the Dark Knight though, because Heath Ledger's Joker kind of took that that movie over the top. Like story wise, I don't think I could give it a nod over the Dark Knight. I just. I can't. I can't do that just yet. I have to probably watch movies, both movies back to back. I don't want to see them do Batman again to get another take on it. But you've seen it twice already, so you probably have. Yeah, I'll tell you guys. more, more, more to say on it. But yeah, that's that's my take, and it's it's good. I I like it. I don't know if I give it a ten, maybe like an eight point five or a nine, but okay. not. I don't think I can say it's perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Good though. Good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, different. And Dolby, Dolby was cool. The, the the there's some scenes in there that kind of stood out, but we'll I'll let yeah, you guys we'll talk. Break, on we'll it. break that down in a second. Uh, Paul, yeah. we'll, what about you? Uh, for me, I thought it was a really good movie. I'm still gonna give it like a nine overall, solid nine. Like, okay, yeah. I think giving it an eight and a half is kind of discredit to it. I think it's just overall solid in all aspects. I think when yeah. it comes to okay. filmmaking. 
story and uh, like your visuals and everything. I think everything is like really, really top notch on this one. So I, I can't really, I can't really give any negative part to that. I think all the negatives I would give it were just like really small nitpicks more than anything. So that's why I give it like a solid nine on this one. Um, Overall for me, I think my favorite thing about the movie is like the world building. Mm -hmm. Um, When you look at, what is it called? Like the dark Knight. When I see the world there, I, I know that they base it off of like Chicago, Pittsburgh and stuff. And you see those monuments there. So for me, I'm like, Oh, this is Pittsburgh. This is yeah. this is Chicago. I think when I look at uh, what's it called, the the Batman, yeah. it it's Gotham. Like mm-hmm. I like how they kind of make make it look like a different place, but still kind of familiar in, in a sense. But um, that's like my my favorite part about it. Like <laughs> when we got out of the the theater, I was saying I want to live in this world. It's because it's it's a different thing. It it looks good. It well it looks dirty. It looks yeah, dark it but real. it looks good you know so that's what I, I think to me it's it's grounded in that with the the visuals at least so that's what i really loved about the movie cool um you guys kind of pretty much saying the same talking points that i have um so upon seeing it the second time like i was really excited seeing it out of the the, the first time uh when i left saturday um and i did that little quick immediate reaction recording uh, then I said it was like, I wasn't. It wasn't a ten for me either. It was uh, higher than an eight for me though. But I still wasn't like where to place it. So I'm probably gonna agree with Paul. It's like a solid nine for sure. Um, it would just be nitpicking little things. I personally now watching it a second time, um, I do feel it is too long. Uh, it's easily there's easily a couple scenes that are extended out, and I think it's just because it was in Dolby that I was like, okay, this is cool. But if it wasn't in Dolby, just cut it. Um, an example which is because uh, my brother said it having seen it twice as well um the chase scene in the batmobile as badass as that was in doby uh you could easily cut a couple couple scenes from it where we're cutting back and forth between him going like in the truck like it was it was i get it it was cool and it, in doby it was really nice to have the seats rumble and everything but that could have been cut down just a little bit just as an example a quick one that pops in my head um there's a lot of exposition so um yeah, that's that's the one thing I would say. It was just it was, it was uh, just too long. I guess is the thing that I kind of complained about. But then, um, on the contrary to Tommy as the fighting, I still think it was too much punching, not enough kicking. Like I want like a martial art Batman. Like I know that Batman begins touch on him training in that, but Nolan wasn't able to film that yet because the way nolan's films have gone is like he's basically kind of he grows with each film and so batman begins his fighting was terrible like the camera did the circle it was like a headache to watch dark knight got a little better but it was still too much punching and then dark knight rises actually was smoother fighting but he just lacked the the actual choreography for fighting to show like the bane fight in hindsight now is pretty bad compared to what it should have been uh so yeah, the, the I kind of got too much too much vibes of like Nolan Batman fighting. Like I know it was a faster cuts and like he, he was obviously more aggressive. Um, he's still, obviously still learning to be Batman too. So that's what I'm trying to take into consideration. It's not going to be the polished Batman fighting that as much as I hated Snyder's Batman, he was able to pull off. So 
I guess if it had been that, maybe it would be more like a nine and a half for me. Because um, like, everything else, like Jeffrey Wright was awesome Commissioner Gordon. Uh, Zoe Kravitz was an awesome Catwoman. Um, the Riddler was menacing. And even though he wasn't like the Riddler from the comics, he's a Zodiac killer, it was still fucking kick ass. So definitely a high points. It was just, um, like I said, just little, little minute pickings. I didn't mind emo Bruce Wayne because he's still like the billionaire playboy is probably going to end up in a sequel. Um, now that he's going to want to like actually keep up some legacy. So, um, yes, yeah, Colin Farrell is a penguin, super, super kick ass, but yeah, without rambling too much. I mean, that's, that's where I stand. It's a nine, but, um, the movie as a whole, like Paul said is, is world building. So, um, there's a particular scene that is kind of talked about but not really talked about because it was kind of just there towards the end um did you guys catch the cameo obviously of the joker yeah towards the end in a cell yeah so do you guys know who played it the dude from eternos yeah it was a dude from his name. it was barry uh key i hope i say his name right uh barry keogan um but in the credits he was actually named unnamed arkham inmate so they didn't call him joker um I guess Matt Reeves, there was a uh, leaked sets picture of him as a cop, kind of like fake fake scenes to kind of throw the trend off that people weren't expecting the Joker to be in the movie. So uh, Matt Reeves did come out and say there's a scene that is going to be released between now, maybe before the movie comes out on Blu-ray or maybe after, where I guess it's a, it is a deleted scene and it actually was him in like the full Joker makeup and him actually meeting Batman. Because obviously they've already had their encounter since this is year two of Batman's career. Uh, Joker obviously has already been put away in jail, so the scene that that I read off IGN and uh, I think it was Hollywood Reporter uh, originally reported it, and IGN just kind of uh, paraphrased their their article. Uh, it was kind of like an interrogation scene, not like the Dark Knight version, but basically what it was is because he was getting these letters from Riddler and not really knowing where they were coming from. Like he basically just. I guess kind of like more like a Hannibal Lecter type thing, like wanted the Joker's advice on it. And um, for some reason, Matt Reeves just cut it. So, but he said that he liked it so much that he does want to like release it to the public to see uh, so that they can, everyone can see this version of Joker. So his version of Joker, because this Batman is more grounded in realism a little bit more than the Nolan one so far. Um, mean like the, from the Batmobile looking more like a car and the way Riddler is like a killer. Uh, he said that his Joker is not, um, there's no, no scars like Heath Ledger's, uh, it's not perma-white like Jack Nicholson or the comics, uh, he's a Joker that has, like, a disfiguration, facial disfiguration to make him permanently smile, and he is suffering from a disorder. So, um, they mentioned it's called Angel, I, I, I didn't write it down, but I had, like, looked it up, it was like Angel Syndrome or something like that. Where it's like people who manically kind of laugh at everything, stuff like that. Like he didn't confirm it was like that. So I guess the sim- the symptom that um, the Joker movie had, where he gave the the person the card, where he says like, "Oh, I I laugh when I'm scared and stuff like that." Like it's similar disorder mm-hmm. to like that. So um, reason I brought that up is uh, since there is two sequels greenlit, are you guys wanting to see it be the Joker or? Are you like, not nah, you want to see another villain? Because I'll be honest, personally, as much as I love the Joker, 
I feel like they kind of need to give him a break. Um, like you can have him be there like as like a puppet master, I guess, but I don't want him to be the full-fledged villain, even though it is like the staple of Batman's relationship is you have to have the Joker in there. I just feel already with, you'd have Cesar Romero, Heath Ledger, Jared Leto. Um, I mean, Mark Hamill doesn't count as far as live action, but um, you'll have freaking Joaquin Phoenix and then now Barrett Barry. So you'll have too many, I think there's just too many Jokers. Personally, that's just my, my two cents. I'd rather see another villain go on. Paul or Tommy, who wants to wants to give their opinion? Um, I agree with you on the Joker that there there have been a lot of Jokers, but like you said, it is a kind of like his like anchor, I guess, like his his main villain. Yeah, so it's kind of hard. End. To, yeah, yeah, it's kind of hard to do a Batman without a Joker. Um, they pulled it off with this one. Um, Except Riddler was different though. Like he was real smart, which is cool. But Riddler normally doesn't get his hands dirty, so it's kind of a different take on him. So, which is fine. It's a, it's a different take. Um, kind of want to get Paul's, um, I guess critiques on it. Um, I do agree with you, Eddie. The my first watching of it, I I did feel like it was a little long, so I, that would be like one of my my minor critiques of it. Um. The one thing that's been bugging me for a while that I've been wanting to like say is, um, uh, like we got Nolan's take on Batman, like his his trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is Matt Reeves' first, um, first part to his trilogy. So my whole thing is, I want to see a a director get Batman and and interact him with other parts of the DC universe. Like that's what I want to see. Like, and it's already come out that they're kind of kind of isolate this Batman yeah. and keep, keep him in his own world. And no, like they, they use the same term that Nolan used where it's, um, uh, down to earth, like is it down to earth Batman. I think they keep on saying like a, a grounded, grounded Batman. Grounded they Batman wanted to have a, a grounded Batman, which is fine. But I think we already got that with Nolan. Like we're going to get like the Russo brothers take on it. And the Wachowski's brother. I mean, everybody's going to well, I want to do my take on it. I want to do my take on it. Like I want to, yeah. I want to see somebody take the Batman in and successfully interact him with other parts of the DC universe. Like it's cool that we're we're getting this, and there's always like a place for there's always a place for a, a great movie, which is this this is. But like I feel like we've we've seen it already, and I kind of want to like Zack Snyder started to do it, but he kind of failed in his interpretation of the universe. So I kind of want to see somebody take take these characters and successfully interact them together and make a universe out of them i guess and i guess we'll we'll get more um we'll get more uh light on it when the flash movie comes out because i guess that one's going to kind of do the whole like reset to the to the universe so so we'll see we'll see we'll see what happens with that so but yeah um yeah, just want to hear Paul's critique on him, what his little small critiques are, and we'll go from there, I guess. I'm always curious. Well, Paul's, more, Paul's more analytical than I am. Oh. I'm still going back to what Eddie was talking about with the whole, if it needs to have a Joker. I think I think his will need a Joker in there. Um, and kind of just like how you were saying there's no batman without joker and i think like you were saying that there were, he is the staple 
Um, you, you have to have him as your villain, regardless on there. Um, but I don't think it's Matt. It's up to Matt Reeves to to make Batman join the other the characters or anything like that. I think that's the higher ups that that want to decide that because I think he's already making his his world good and the reception of it. I think is kind of positive for the most part. So it's up to the executives to decide, hey, maybe we should kind of join the Matt Reeves one. But as of right now, it's still like a jumble, like how uh, the Flash is going to be. No one knows what's going to go on with that or if they're going to interact with, with what's called Robert Pattinson's Batman or anything. So I don't know. Uh, but overall, I think I think Joker would be a, a good touch. But I don't necessarily think he has to be the next villain. True. I think they could do maybe like a poison ivy, like a dark poison ivy, not uh, what's their name, uh, Uma Thurman Uma poison ivy. <laughs> I love Uma Thurman, but not to have a actual solid female uh, villain, that would be kind of cool because I don't think that's really been done with Batman, right? Not in, not in live action, at least. So I think that, that would be a cool idea. I was gonna say, um, the this Batman universe and the um, the Joker, the Joaquin's uh, Joker universe, kind of seem real similar. I don't know if you guys caught that, like just oh, real, yeah. yeah, real gritty. But I'm gonna so, be in the minority right off the bat. I don't want those two to meet, and I also like. I don't get me wrong. I like that Joker movie. I have yet to see it a second time, uh, just due to the whole turmoil of the world. That's a very depressing movie, and realistically. You take away the Bruce Wayne part and and everything else. It's really not a Joker movie. It's just about a it's it's a character analysis of a man who goes psycho, who just happens to put on a clown makeup and call himself Joker. But it's it's real. That's that's just how I feel. Like it's still a good movie. I'm not like nogging it for that. But it's not like there was nothing in that movie that made me want this Joker to meet Batman because he didn't. I mean, besides killing the dude at the end. There was no actual crimes committed. He wasn't the clown prince of Gotham. Yeah, he's becoming, like, I guess there is a sequel that's going to be made, which we can talk about another day because they're supposedly not going to make one. But now there's apparently a good enough story to tell one. Unless that sequel ends up making him become the clown prince of crime and actually makes him the Joker from the comics that I would want to see Batman interact with, if it's just going off the first one, there was nothing that made me want it. A Batman to show up and beat this guy's ass because this, this guy if anything that would make Batman look like the villain because th- that Joker was so fucking mentally distraught and like not that I agree with what he did but you could see why he did it because of what what was in his life like he basically was a man who lost his shit so now you're gonna have some guy a vigilante come beat the shit out of this guy like to what purpose does that show just that like Batman would be the villain yeah. in that movie that's just my my take on it that's why I personally don't want the two to meet I know I'm in the minority though because the rest of the internet like everyone loved Joaquin Phoenix Joker and they want them to meet I get it I just I personally don't see based off that movie why they should but but yeah that's just my two cents on it um as you were Tommy you can continue uh, with <laughs> no no I was just I was just saying that the 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 worlds were, were real similar like real gritty real grounded like real just like they're like just dirty I guess you know what I mean yeah. and um I think they that's just a better same. take for Batman. I mean, as much as I like the Tim Burton films and the gothic look, it's just very um, yeah disconnecting no, from the, like from the from the from like the world because Batman is one of the most still it's still outrageous, but 
I mean, it's one of the most possible things that could happen if someone had enough money and wanted to. Literally, someone could really be Batman. Yeah. Well, I mean, not really, I mean, but yeah. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, I mean, the army, the, the government would find him in, in, in like a day. But, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, it's it's out of all these comics, it's the one that's kind of the most possible. That and, like I said, the Punisher are, like, the most possible things that could actually do. You could do. Yeah. Um, but, no, I, I did catch – I mean, I did – uh, really fast like the the one thing i did like about this movie is it pretty much did feel like a like a graphic novel more so than any of the other batman stuff uh just because of the way that it was like the beautiful like cinematography and um just imagery like the way everyone interacted it it, it just to me it felt like a graphic novel so that's one thing i take away from like the dark knight is that matt reeves's version definitely has like an aesthetic and a look so and I, i personally i think i'm still not sold on Batman's look still. I don't know. Something about his cowl just is kind of off to me. I mean, it's just because well, I weird. got used to... Maybe I just got used to the Dark Knight version. Um, but I just... I don't know. Call- there's something weird about it. He had a collar. See, you catch that? He had, like... Yeah. And then the one thing... I mean, I, I guess, again, because it's grounded in realism, like, the whole scene when he, like, actually flew, I was kind of like, oh, that's cool. But then at the same time, I'm like, that's kind of whack. Like, I, I want you to have, like, a cape. But... Again, that's just me nitpicking. Like it was still cool, but at the same time, I'm just like, ah, like he just was I, army parachuting. So I enjoyed that scene because it, it kind of like it's his year two, still learning how to be Batman. Um, no, I liked he, it because they showed it, how he crashed he and that it. shit was. That yeah, was, yeah. you can see how he's not refined as like a like a veteran Batman. So, yeah, he's still like, very much that, learning. Yeah, something that he could like um, improve upon, like moving forward, like just get better at and try to. Um, refine his skills i guess you know what i mean yeah. so it's it's cool I'll, I'll say this it's not as good as probably not as good as the dark knight especially that opening scene in the dark knight but i think it's probably better than batman begins although i do like um liam neeson liam neeson i do the razago i do like razago and um like the villain in that like i felt like he was I don't want to say more menacing, but he felt like he was almost um. Well, he was a legit threat. Untou- yeah, so he kind of likes it. Lets us his mentor or whatever. So, I did. Uh, it's hard to. To discount him, I guess. So. No, I get it. It's a it. different universe, though. It's it's different, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. And I, I would want to see more of how. How Batman trained, like, because, like the Dark Knight wasn't as as realistic as far as, far as like turning Batman into Batman it he started training like in his 20s or in the comic books he started training as, as a youth you know what I mean like and I think as I think as early as like grade school I think in the comic books because he, he mastered a bunch of like fighting styles plus like science all this other stuff like to become a detective so like I, I would want to get that aspect of it cause yeah get that background you know what I mean so because I mean, it's it's a movie, whatever. Nolan said he started training, and he was trained by the League of Shadows, whatever. And it is what it is, but I don't know. Just uh, my my two cents, I guess. Yeah, it's all good. But oh. I mean, I mean, you um, it's hard to put that on screen too. So that's the thing. Like, yeah, no, I mean, it was already it, it was already three hour movie as it was, so yeah. it needs to be even longer. So well, I'll I'll, I'll expand on that in a second. But uh, is Paul anything else you want to add? Uh, the only other notes that I pretty much have are pretty much the the music. I was waiting Michael for you. Giacchino. I knew you were going to say it. That's your boy, <laughs> dude. <laughs> awesome. That's my boy. <laughs> um, 
yeah, really, I would say, of course, the theme song is kind of his uh, his big one, I would say. Uh, there were other uh, tracks on there that are pretty pretty offbeat, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. which it's kind of, it, it goes with the the whole movie and everything. So I think, I thought Michael Giacchino did a pretty, pretty good job with it. And the other notes that I pretty much have is not necessarily the uh, character of the Riddler. It's, it's more the idea how scary the Riddler could be. And, and what I mean by that is just because were you getting any like, Q vibes by, by chance? Q? Q as in like QAnon? QAnon. Yeah. 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 Oh. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind because, of. Yeah. yeah. It's a not, scary not idea to think about it because like he, it was just one guy. He, he was smart and everything, but he had followers that he yeah. was going on Copycats. social media. Yeah. So it's just like the way that they kind of ground it and almost make it into something relevant yeah, in our society. Yeah. I think society. that's also I why that's... it was, uh, it hit on for like non comic book people because I, I had a, a buddy at work who I didn't think was going to like the movie and uh, like his girlfriend liked it more than him and but it's she doesn't like comic book movies but she said she just liked how, how, how real it felt and chic and scary so and then she's talking about what you're talking about the, the, the follower part I thought that was a really good touch like it, it made it more grounded than it should have been I think mm-hmm. no no I agree um the the score I will I will say uh, just because it's been fresh, I would say I, I kind of like this score right now a little more than uh, the Dark Knight score. Um, Oof! Oof! <laughs> uh, just the just the score. There's certain parts. Uh, the the there isn't. Uh, he's on YouTube, but he has a Spotify account, and I've been listening to it a lot. Uh, he did a mashup for Spider-Man too. Uh, it's called Samuel Kim. Uh, if you guys look him up, he did a the Batman theme. But uh, I've been play- I played it yesterday when I went with my mom to Costco, and she was like, "What is this?" And I was like, "Oh, it's a, it's a Batman. Uh, it's a, the song's like five minutes long, but he mixed all three Batman songs together. So it starts off with Tim Burton's, then it transitions really good into Michael Giacchino's theme, um, and then he even has has the Dark Knight theme in there. It's freaking dope. So that that that's like I've been listening to that. Um, but yeah, the score was really good. I really set the tone. Um, Let's say Justino's getting up there for me as like uh, I like a lot of his stuff. I didn't realize that he does he did a lot of Pixar movies. When I looked up his stuff on Spotify, I'm like, holy shit, you did like all the Pixar library. So yep, he's dabbing into superheroes, and I, I know his lost stuff is good too. But yeah, um, really fast to touch on what what Tommy brought up about the like three hour mark. Um. Like I said earlier, that was one of the things that I thought was too long because for me, it kind of had a return the Return of the King vibe. What I mean by that is I thought there was a logical ending point to end it on. It would have been like a cliffhanger, but I feel towards the end, like when he went back to go save everybody from the copycat people, I don't know. That just felt excessively long to me. Like I was like, really? Like I thought the movie was going to end with like him finding a clue or whatever and then like it fitting to black. And I would have been cool with that. But then it was just like, I'm like, oh shit, there's, there's more movie. And then I like looked at my clock and i was like shit there's still 30 minutes left like so so yeah that was and upon watching it the second time i'm not gonna lie i am ashamed to say that i did fall asleep i nodded off the second time um (laughs) and it's no disrespect to andy circus but i fell asleep during uh the hospital scene with him and 
Bruce Wayne because my dad had my dad my little brother had to nudge me and he's like are you okay I was like oh shit I was falling asleep and then his exact words come out see I told you it was too long ago <laughs> so <laughs> but yeah other than that I mean um, I, kn- I know I'm definitely going to buy it when it comes out I'm excited um, for the, the trilogies and for the spinoffs um, did you guys ever play the Telltale Batman games no I did so did this kind of give you a little bit of vibe for yes. that? Yes. Because of the whole thing with his, <laughs> his, his, his uh, parents. parents. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I know it also touches on the long, the long Halloween graphic novel because uh, they kind of mentioned that, like, Bruce Wayne's uh, family has, like, a tie with the Falcones, like, kind of a friendship. And that's really all that gets alluded. So I know it also stemmed from that. But having played the Telltale games recently, too, like, it, it just gave me that vibe. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool to go down that road. And then uh, big props uh, to uh, to John uh, Turturro. Is that saying his name right? Oh, uh, Turturro. Turturro. Yeah, he played a damn good Carmen Falgoni. And uh, like, I guess I just know him more from comedy acts like Don't Mess with Zohan, Transformers, and Transformers as Sims. <laughs> so, but like, when I first saw him, I'm like, no, I'm like, oh, he's gonna take me out. But then he actually didn't. They actually like really uh really took on the role so uh he did give me like towards the end like mob boss vibes i was like oh shit like i, I could totally see how like he manipulated the people and it was very believable so yeah. uh, kudos because when i first saw that he was cast i was like oh man i'm like i didn't i didn't know if he was gonna have a big role I mean, and I, before seeing the movie i was kind of hoping he wasn't because like i said i just see him as a comedy act um and obviously wasn't the case so just wanted to give him his comeuffins. So anything else you guys want to want to add on it? I have a little nitpick. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, the right before the car scene, you, you know where they get to the uh, the warehouse and everything. Mm-hmm. How does Batman hide his car? <laughs> It's so loud. Yeah. It has fire and everything. How do you put it next to the warehouse without, what's it called, getting yeah. uh, getting caught? And he just has this big, flashy entrance and everything. I was like, what, though? But yeah. it, that's just as nitpick as it gets for me. No, no. That, I mean, that is one of those potholes if you're going to go down that road because everything <laughs> else, like, I do I do say that this would be the first time they actually show him put on the black paint on his eyes because it kind yeah. of was just alluded to in the other ones. Uh well, no, actually, no, not really, because when, when, when Christian Bale took off the the helmet, like, he, he was just, like, sweaty under it, and, like, I guess there's the shadow cast at his eyes, like, I don't know. But, um, yeah, it was, uh, it, that is definitely a plot hole, because I guess he, they kind of had it where he was taking the motorcycle as more realistic, and I'm like, oh, cool, like, he, and then, yeah, and then, now that you mention it, like, just the Batmobile shows fucking no Like, okay. Uh, maybe, maybe there'll be a deleted scene where it's, like, left there. And like that's what that's why like it was just one of those things. He's like, oh shit, we're at the warehouse. I know where my, 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 my I'll my, leave this car right car here. here. I don't know, but um, overall, <laughs> uh, last thing, and then we'll we'll, we'll jump ship. The um, like his Batman portrayal. Uh, where would you guys rank it? If you want to, do you think it's better than Bale? As just from what we've seen right now, I'm not saying than the movie. I'm just saying like, like him as a Batman, like, 
where would you uh, where would you place him right now? You could go first, Paul, if you want. Okay, I'm just gonna say it. He's the best Batman ever. <laughs> are you being serious or are you being comedic? <laughs> if you're serious, it's I'm fine. Just, just... No, I'm, take, I'm making it for the podcast, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I'll say, I think it just depends on the generation, I'd say. Like, I'll say for the modern touch, he is the best Batman just because, of course, like the Val Kilmers, the George Clooney's, that was just because they're them. I don't think that they really went for the whole seriousness of it, but for the serious aspect, I'll I'll say he he's the best Batman. Okay, I'm gonna agree with Paul. I I, I do think I think in the the Dark Knight trilogies, the villains kind of made it with Liam Neeson. Neeson, I don't know how to say his last name. Uh, Heath Ledger, of course, was probably the best villain so far, and um, uh, Tom Hardy as Bane. Uh, those 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 villains kind of made that movie. Um, I felt like Pattinson's Batman was the focal point of this movie and stood out more so than the Riddler or Zoe Kravitz. So, yeah, I'm going to have to say that he just looked disturbed when he was Bruce Wayne. And then his fight, what this, like, I love the, the choreography in it. Um, um, yeah, he kind of, he's the best Batman. All right, so uh, far that's fine. There's, there's, it's. I'm not gonna gatekeep or anything. There's, there's. No, no. I mean, you, <laughs> no, you guys I are mean, fine. I'm, have... I'm just, I'm just asking because, because uh, I, uh, he's like up there. Uh, I would still say, I think it's funny because there's three movies of it. Uh, I liked. I, I Christian Bale still my Batman. Um, before this movie, it would have been Keaton, but now it would be Pattinson's Batman, and only more so because. I think the reason this Batman is more fresh than an example of like the Snyderverse is because this Batman, you actually got to see him be a detective, which they haven't really done in live action. Like the dark Knight kind of teased on it. Like when he uh, made the thing for the bullet and how like he reconstructed it. And then like, you know, had, had him showing like how it would do the points and stuff like that. Like yeah. that was like kind of the most detective you got. But this one, like I liked how they, he, they had where he had the tech to record the camera where he was able to actually see him like go into the crime scene and actually like, look at it kind of how dark dark knight kind of alluded to him there like when he shows up at the robbery and like um montoya says all right can we give everybody give these two some room and then like they kind of just like show him a little bit break it down but not really um this one like went full-blown where like he's interacting with the cops the cops aren't aren't liking that he's there obviously because it's it's his second year doing it so i i'd say that's why it was fresher and um right now he's definitely a better batman than bruce wayne but I'm pretty sure the sequels will, will change that, because uh, uh, the best Bruce Wayne on the screen still is Christian Bale, for the Playboy act and antics of it. Yeah, it depends on what you're looking for in in the Bruce Wayne. Like, like I felt Bale did the <clears throat> the dual the dual person, the like duality he, of he, him, really good. Yeah, he he was able to 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 act like. Like Bruce Wayne, like the Playboy billionaire, where 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 Pattinson's Batman was wasn't there yet. He was still focused on um like he always said uh, on vengeance. Like he's he was focused on trying to clean up the city and be Batman, and he just wanted that's all he wanted. He didn't want to, he didn't want to be Bruce Wayne. He just wanted to be Batman. 
he 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 changed Bruce Wayne when he had to to go to make the appearance at the funeral, so he could kind of like, because he kind of felt Riddler was gonna be there, and then to get into the club to see Falcone. Like he knew his status as Bruce Wayne would get him to into the. I, think, I don't know if they called it the Iceberg Lounge, but yeah, they did. It was Iceberg Lounge so and then the club within the club that, was the Forty Four. Yeah, so he knew his status as as um, an elitist would get him to to the doors he couldn't get in as Batman. Couldn't find his way like through there as Batman. He needed a cause he needed to be to, to be back to Bruce Wayne to get in there. Um, cause they, they were used to rich scumbag people like being in there. So he kinda yeah. kinda fit in, in that set too. They thought he was a rich scumbag, so yeah. yeah. But um yeah. Alright. That's all I just want I just wanted to see because I like I just the the everything gets amplified on the internet so I just saw that like perfect tens and stuff like that like the, don't get me wrong movie was good but like we all agreed it it's not a perfect 10 yet I think still the perfect incarnation of Batman is still not not in live action it's an animated series and that's like the Batman animated series is like the perfect Batman but perfect Batman's uh, Arkham series of video game well I'll give you that too that's 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 a good one too but I would say in far as like just something you can watch I would say the TV show, the cartoon from the '90s, the 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 darker, darker uh, seasons. Not not the when it was when they changed up the animation, and made it the New Adventures of Batman. When it had like yeah Robin and stuff no, like, like they changed it. It was still good, but I liked the original run because like when they made the Mister Freeze and all that stuff. So I would still like to see uh, Matt Reeves if he's able to. It's hard to to introduce a Robin into these universes. You know what I mean? I would like to see somebody successfully do that as well. Yeah, like, well, introduce I, the, the Bat family. You know what I mean? I know, I know Barbara Gordon and yeah, all that stuff. In the comics and all that stuff, like, normally when they use him, like, in the comics, he was just used, used, he was just there for Batman to talk to somebody. So, like, Batman could tell you the plan and then, I mean, that's pretty much why he was in the comics. In, in, in live action, it's just kind of hard. So, yeah, I, I mean, I would, I would hope they would be able to pull it off, but, um, Villain-wise, if Joker is uh, not going to be the sequel, is there someone you guys want out of his, like, rogues gallery? Rogues gallery. Because my little brother oh. keeps mentioning it. My little brother wants Mad Hatter. So. He hasn't been portrayed on... on not in on, live action. In the movies. So. Um. He was name-dropped in Peacemaker, so... Was he really? Yeah, he was in yeah. that scene. The, my, the joke that I liked. Which one was it? Oh, oh yeah, because we were going to save that for you. But yeah, like when, when his what, next time you man? would ask him, yeah. And he says oh, that the okay, Mad Hatter is like one of the villains that he drops. Batman has a coterie of supervillains. Joker, Riddler, Mad Hatter. So what? Oh, okay, 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 okay. I really, yeah, that that was a great series, by the way. But um, I really want a, a egg attack of peacemaker like that with I'm the sure, removable sure helmet it'll, it'll it'll make it or even um a replica helmet that'd be cool like how they <laughs> how they have the star lord that that'd be cool. anyways um what were we talking about i forgot villain. what, what villain do you want oh villain villain, villain. i would want to see somebody on par of batman maybe uh like a dead stroke um somebody that could uh keep up with him physically and if dead strokes as smart as smart as that i won't say as smart but he's um he has an above level intelligence, I guess. I mean, like something like that on like power power levels. You know what I mean? 
that could keep up with Batman. Probably, he's probably a better fighter than him, more powerful. Like he has, he's enhanced, I think. So maybe it's something like that. Because okay. we haven't really seen other other than Bane and Ra's al Ghul, I guess. Deathstroke would be a different take on that. Yeah, so. it would be, be but he, something. Different. But he's he's always he's always working for somebody though. He's not really. Yeah, that's why you'd have, have, have you'd have to have somebody behind the scenes doing that. Maybe like a Lex, maybe like a Lex Luthor crossover. Yeah, that, and that's that's Deathstroke that crossover. You're, you're 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 on a pipe dream. Matt Reeves doesn't want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Paul, what's your thinking? What's your thinking? Uh, well, I, I think I already said uh, Poison Ivy, Ivy, but oh, that'd be cool. That'd be kind of cool, like yeah. just to see a take of Poison Ivy, a serious take on Poison Ivy. So, would you want I, her I think more that like she cool. was in the video games, or like a little different? I would say different. I think, I think you have to go for something or, kind of original. More original. Huh. It's just not bad. I didn't even think about Poison Ivy because, uh, like. One that I, because as far as like, I would want a villain that hasn't been done in live action, because I know like his popular ones kind of already got their live action take. Uh, I would like a more serious version of Mister Freeze, but I would also want to stay away from that because he hasn't been done. But like the villains, I would want to see like Hush because they kind of alluded to it in, in yeah. the thing. So I would think Hush would be cool, um, and then. Um, my brother says it's too too out there, but I've always thought Clayface would be a cool live action villain. But I know he's kind of harder to do because of the shape shifting, and he's you have to like totally like escape reality with him. So I don't know <laughs> if he would work. Yeah. But, uh, same thing. If you want to keep it, I would say Ventriloquist would be a good one too. Maybe maybe more so for Mary's yeah. world because it's just a guy yeah. that has a talking puppet. Like, so, <laughs> so. But yeah. I think Hush. Hush and Ventriloquist are more in that, like you said, in that world. Like, that yeah. makes more sense in that world. Like if I could see that happening. I also so. think uh, Hugo Strange would be good, but I, I, I kind of, I would probably leave him for the third movie if you're gonna end it, just because like, I think, like for Dark Knight Rises, I think Bane was like a good logical choice because of like, the fact that, like, in the comics, like he breaks Batman, so. Um, I think Hugo Strange would be better for Batman towards the end because, like, he has to be Batman for a while to ha- have Hugo Strange kind of obsess about him. And then I would say it would just be, like, because uh, the game didn't portray it, but in the comics, like, Hugo Strange is actually pretty pretty freaking fit and stuff, too, and can actually fight with Batman. So I think that would be cool to actually see, like, an older dude freaking tango with Batman. And Yeah. So. But, yeah, so that was... Uh, our review of the Batman movie and a little tangents on other stuff. Uh, if there's anything we missed, uh, you guys can uh, let us know. Geekconclave at gmail.com. Um, yeah, and if you guys want to just let us know what you liked, by all means, do that too. And all right, um, next on the agenda, I have just because it dropped today the Miss Marvel teaser. So, um, seeing it before we started, Tommy, um, really fast. Uh, what, what you were like oh that's cool what, what was cool about it for, for you um I, I i got the like a it's more comedic i guess mm-hmm. and then i'm not too i'm not too familiar with the powers i know she's like a shapeshifter or something like that but it seemed like she had like cosmic power like she was like 
she was putting like force fields to walk on top of, which I'm not too familiar with. I don't. Yeah. I'm not too like. I'm not too familiar with the character. Like some of these characters, like I when I used to read, I was an X Men guy, so I used to, I know all the X Men characters. So Miss Marvel. Well, I know is... I know she is an Inhuman. Um, yeah, that's so what I heard too. I, I I don't know if they're gonna touch on that because that show was really like badly Bad. received, and they've kind of erased it from existence because uh, <laughs> uh, Daredevil and Agents of Shield are coming to Disney Plus on March sixteenth. So, yeah. Oh yeah, Wednesday. Tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. Um, yeah, today's fifteenth. Um, so um, I just find it funny that that was also considered in that universe, and they just wiped that away. So, but I mean, if they're gonna go with Agents of Shield, um, I never got past season one, but uh, from what I know, uh, they ended up using Inhumans and confirming that Quake was uh, was was one. I think they actually said the said the term. But. They were trying to replace the mutants with the humans. Well, yeah, because they didn't have, they, they they didn't have, have the rights. Yeah, yeah. So, and then the Inhumans TV show was done by a different, different branch of the Marvel universe, I guess, or the Marvel director team. Like it was the TV. They had split up TV and film, and the yeah, film, it was the, the TV, TV side. I did it. Yeah, it was the same and people fe- as Agents Feige, of Shield. Yeah, Feige had no say so on the Inhumans show. Joe yeah, and he just dropped the ball, and it was really bad. I I didn't watch it though, but I the dog looked time. cool. But that was yeah, like the only thing it. I remember. Um, I would want you. Yeah. I mean, any any property you would want them to do right, but yeah, they they dropped yeah. the ball. I guess it's true. Um, Paul, uh, I think it's the most poppiest uh, Marvel property that I've seen in terms of uh, look, color. Um, atmosphere i would say uh and i think it's a good thing it's kind of needed for a disney plus yeah. to to show why it's disney plus it, it is also for for kids to to kind of get started with it too so um i think it's just looking at it it wasn't exactly i guess coming down from batman to, to oh, this yeah. totally it's totally different vibe on, on something like that it's not a good but I, I think <laughs> i think overall it's it, it has a Disney Plus vibe to to this particular series on that one. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. It definitely is the poppiest, hence the trailer music, which was Blinding Lights. Exactly. So exactly, uh, I'm liking that the Disney Plus trailers are using uh, pop music. Uh, we're not using Cuddy. Um, so yeah, I, I liked it. Um, I my mom actually had seen it, and she like saw it and got all excited since she's gonna have be home for a while. She she's she was hoping she's like, oh, it's not gonna be when I'm out. I'm like, nah, but you can watch Moon Knight, so she's at least excited to watch that. But uh, she really liked it, like a lot. Like she, she's like, she's like, wants June to be here faster for that. So, um, and then I think, I think like not swaying it or anything. Like I totally feel that it's cool. I don't, I don't care. Um, they did it with Wonder Woman, so it's obviously catered more towards the uh, girls in this one, um, being that's like her coming of age story. Obviously, like her swinging over boys and stuff like that. So. It's pretty cool. Um, kind of like, uh, I guess, the opposite of Spider-Man in terms of gender. So, um, yeah, I think it looks pretty cool. Um, it was just a quick minute, minute and 45 teaser. So, obviously, there'll be more. Um, the first thing that's going to pop up first, though, is uh, on the 30th is Moon Knight. Uh, that's going to be coming, coming 
down the pipeline. Have you guys seen the other trailer? Because I've only seen just the one. I haven't really... Because uh, now they're doing like TV spots, and I just kind of try to stay away from that. So, saving Same. it. Yeah. You, you, you know me. I don't. I don't mess with the trailers after yeah. a while. I yeah, just, but you saw. I'm you, a, I'm you, did, you did see the first one, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, because um, uh, we obviously weren't I, podcasting when it came down, but um, that one, I would say, the only thing that I'm interested in seeing if it's true is when he's driving the truck, and I guess. You can kind of see the name on the boxes, and it's supposed to say, uh, like, Doom. Like, it's supposed to be, like, Doom's company. So, I don't know oh. if they're going to introduce that. Wasn't the Doom, the Doom, whatever, um, I forget what it was called, but uh, Vulture was owning that, or part of, no. Vulture was doing the salvage, and then Doom came in and kicked them out. It was, I forgot the name of the company that kicked out Vulture people. I and thought it was just the Spider-Man. No, I forget what it was called. It was called. Um, you have to look it up. Uh, I don't know if they would have done that though, because they wouldn't have the rights to that yet. I think. So. Oh, you talking about like you talking about Doom, like Victor Von Doom? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. What did you think I was talking about? Things that. There's a, that's something called like Doom Inc. or Doom Patrol or something. Not not the DC, that's not the DC, DC one. <laughs> no, 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 no. Why would that not be the DC mean, one? No, it's um, fucked up the multiverse, but the people the, the people that went in and um kicked out uh yeah the vultures crew yeah that they were that was well, I don't the know government that was that was like that was like a like but it was a it was a government agency I think funded by Stark I think or something mm-hmm. I don't know what it was but it was it was something I, I we have to Google it look it up yeah it, we'll, we'll, it's we'll a do thing that. it's it's a thing so just but, saying but yeah no um. That, that one is yeah. uh, the, the reason I also brought that up um, because I thought at the time it was going to be uh, one of the darker properties. I probably should have started in Moon Knight and then gone to Miss Marvel because it's more easier transition from Batman Moon Knight than Miss Marvel. But um, Kevin Feige went on record to say that um, this is a super hard PG-13. Like, obviously, it's not going to be rated oh. R because before they acquired the Netflix shows and put them on there, they had a saying that there was going to be no rated R stuff on Disney Plus. It was just PG-13. That's why some stuff is automatically on Hulu that they own now. But um, yeah, there. Uh, he said that there's scenes in this show that make you question, like, why did they show that? Because it's like it gets that bad where it's like I guess where he's beating up people where you're like, oh snaps, like they actually show it. So, um, dude. Mandalorian sliced somebody in half. Yeah, but they didn't show like blood and everything like that. <laughs> he sliced him in half. Yeah, it, it, I, I get what you're saying, <laughs> but like, I mean, like, in terms of like beating someone to a pulp, like, I don't know if it's gonna be like the Punisher vibes from the Netflix show, <laughs> but like, it, it's it's just something darker that you wouldn't expect Disney Plus to to kind of greenlight. So, um, I also did, didn't think they would have done the Netflix shows, but that that you know. That's now not that yeah. that's a thing tomorrow. So, okay. So real quick, the the scene where he sliced the body in half is when he closed the door on that one dude, right? That's you're talking about that nope. scene. No, he's talking about nope. that. That was in Boba the, Fett. the Boba, Boba Fett. Fett show. Oh, which okay. you have not. You still haven't watched it, huh? <laughs> no, oh, yeah. I I'm on episode like three or four. I gotta yeah, go back. You haven't even it. seen that part yet. <laughs> I got I got um I got into Peacemaker. Kind of binge that one one day, and then I don't get too much time off, so kind of like I'm kind of catching up. So and then um. I was gonna say something else. Oh, the the Netflix shows weren't they like 
rated M or something like that? Yeah, or? they're they're ra- they're, ra- they're rated, rated R. Mature. No, they're rated mature. Well, TV mature, which is yeah. rated R, because there's straight yeah. up sex and Punisher and and Jessica Jones like her and Luke Cage straight up break a bread. So, um, so they're they're gonna they're gonna put that on. Yeah, Plus there's on there's the a, there's I think there's a disclaimer when you watch them like in the beginning saying that it's, it's like pr- there's parental controls so so that you can. I think there wasn't before, and now there is parental controls, so that like if you don't want your kids to see that, you can, you can block it. Also, so. um, what else I gonna say? Uh, for that and oh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, they're dropping f bombs like crazy in that show. Like they're cussing a lot, so I don't know if that qualified yeah, as f bomb. Uh, I mean, they said shit, but you can you can technically cr- say shit a couple times. It's uh, technically in the PG thirteen movie through MPAA, you can say fuck one time. Because in the movie mm. Be Cool, they made made a joke about that, where they said that like, uh, the movie's PG thirteen, because uh, like it's, I don't know. I just remember John Travolta's character makes a joke because then they say, oh, he says, you know what? That's stupid. You know what I have to say to that? Fuck that. And that's the one f bomb that they they have in that movie, and it's PG thirteen. So, um, I don't know. I just I just I just find it interesting that they're gonna bring the Netflix series in, because they are super dark and gritty. Um, I don't necessarily know if that makes that canon, though, because I don't know if MC wants to be tied down from that. Because I know that um, I've been kind of just reading some stuff. I guess Charlie Cox has been more vocal about, like, Daredevil. Like, there's rumors that there's going to be a Daredevil season four now, um, but it's, like, nothing set in stone. And people are asking if it is going to be... Because, obviously, like, Feige said he's the Daredevil for MCU. It just would be, like, would you have, like, Foggy Nelson and everyone else that was in the show like appear because kingpin's already like kind of made an appearance but i kind of feel that like they're going to go the variant route with these only because i don't think they want to be tied down to what like netflix did but i think it's like to just to, like kind of have so i think the reason they also dropped this series is like if they end up showing like jessica jones oh she also did like i guess a test fitting for something too because there's an image came up where she was like dressed in the jacket again so like supposedly she might show up in something so i think the reason they're showing the netflix shows is that like so they don't have to make like an origin story or do something about it they can just show up in a property and be like oh yeah these guys were in that universe but now this is our version of them kind of like i guess what they're going to do with doctor strange like with the um uh with professor x so but uh but yeah i don't know kind of went on a little bit tangent but uh, I'm excited for that. Uh, I'm I'm super shocked that uh, Miss Marvel is coming out first before She-Hulk because I thought She-Hulk had uh, like finished filming before Miss Marvel, but I guess the CGI is uh, taking them a lot longer. So probably. Hmm. Yeah. So um, the final thing we'll do, and then we'll uh, call it a call it a show, is uh, the Obi One teaser came out last week so um yeah it's it's really cool um we're gonna kind of watch it and break it down because i have a lot of stuff to say about it because i love star wars and uh so you can't really yeah you can see and, the uh, speeder boba fett right there so yeah i was gonna say celebration is in like two months right yeah may may uh, may 20 uh tw- well may 28th and is that when well, that's when you're going right or did you get rid of your ticket uh, 
I got a refund from <laughs> from the coronavirus, basically. Okay. Uh, but I am still thinking about uh, going on that one. Yeah, because they did drop the tickets for that today, actually. So four days sold out again. Um, Tommy, if you still want to buy Emily's ticket, yeah, it's up there. Well, Paul, did you you don't have a ticket anymore, Paul? Or? No, or, just because when they were giving out refunds, I just, at that time I was just like, I'll just get a refund because I don't know what what's going on with it. So, well, I didn't I, know what to take. Can we can we just buy that girl's tickets off of her or no? Oh yeah, if you want to do, do that, and you guys be the two people. You want to do that part or no? I was gonna buy because I, I was gonna buy two, but I was like, I don't know who else to take. Like, I'm, I'm down. Take? What? Yeah, was it four day that she had, or a she had Saturday? Two... She just said she had a she just Saturday? had one day. She just said Saturday. I'm down just going one day. But I'm cool with that. Cause I, I you was could like, do a podcast I, over there. Yeah, we could. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I will, I'm gonna I will, do uh, the four days for sure. I didn't know who to go with. I was like, my girlfriend doesn't like to go, and my sister nobody likes to go. I was like, I always <laughs> go with you guys. I, I, I figured but you are, guys. Are you gonna stay out there? Or are you just gonna drive back and forth? Uh, I mean, it's in Anaheim. We'll see. I mean, I still have about a month and a half to go. I mean, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, I don't know. It'll depend. I'll talk to my mom since uh, since some stuff got greenlit for her again. So, see if maybe uh, maybe I can stay at the hotel in Disney. I don't know. Ooh, okay. that'd be cool. So yeah, we'll see. That's all pending. But uh, oh, and then um, we'll kind of just tease it now. Uh, we're all going to WonderCon on uh, Sunday. The Sunday of it, so that is the third, right? I believe so. Yeah, April third. Well, well, that's next month. Wait, is it this month or it's next month? That's next month, three okay. weeks away. So. Oh, okay, okay. It's crazy. It's it's uh it's going by fast now, but we'll see. Be April third for us, and uh, yep, Sunday. Okay, I forget. I just I already got approved, good. so we're good to go. Okay, cool. We're good to go. Cool, cool. All right. Um, so I'm going to try to bring it up right now and hopefully that it doesn't glitch on us. All right, so here we go. Obi-Wan trailer. The fight is done. We lost. Okay, so I'm going to stop it here. So, obviously in front of us is uh, Luke Skywalker, kid playing Luke Skywalker. Uh, do you guys notice what he's wearing? Goggles? Yeah. Do you get whose goggles those oh, are? His dad's? Yeah. They're Anakin Skywalker's pod racing goggles. So, cool, cool. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, really fast, the uh, song that's playing in the background... Um, only because like I love that movie and love the score that John Williams did as Battle of the Heroes from Revenge of the Sith. So uh, I really like how they're like kind of showing Obi Wan's like broken down because this is a uh, I should actually broke down the the show so really fast. Uh, the this is a year after Jedi Fallen Order and uh, it's ten years after Revenge of the Sith. So uh, what we're watching right now is a broken Obi Wan. So, I'll continue playing, but yeah, just for background, so you guys can see the other stuff. So, stay hidden.
the key to hunting Jedi. This patience. Okay, so I went a little too far. So, um, that fortress that they showed, um, it's called Fortress Inquisitus. So it's the Inquisitor's Fortress. Uh, it is obviously canon now. It was in the video game. So if you guys play Jedi Fallen Order, you actually go under it in the video game. Like you swim under underneath it. Um, so I just thought think that was cool. The dude that they showed that kind of looked like Hellraiser is uh, the Grand Inquisitor from the Star Wars Rebels show. So kind of like the Cad Bane thing, the feedback is everyone's like, oh, he looks really bad, but... I don't think he does. Uh, it's whatever. Um, his uh, TV show counterpart is a really skinny and then has like the Sith eyes, like they're yellow. And here they're obviously not. But um, yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, we'll just we'll continue from here. Jedi cannot help what they are. Their compassion leaves a trail. So that planet is a new planet because I got it from the EW article. It is called Dayu. It's basically space Hong Kong. So um, it's not going to the whole the whole because we kind of talked about it last episode, Paul. Uh, luckily for you, uh, this show will not be on uh, Tatooine the whole time. It's going to be on a different planet. So. Oh. I think my oh yeah think my camera went out. Paul went out. Paul went black. <laughs> Let me just change it to my regular camera. Hold on one second. And Paul's back. So yep. Yeah. So uh, the other thing, um, this is like. Let me see if I can try to pause it on the person. Go. Cool. So this person right here, um, she is a new Inquisitor. She's called Riva. She's going to be one of the main villains in the series. Uh, it'll be her, the Grand Inquisitor, and then obviously Darth Vader himself. So, um, yeah, this is, I just think it, like, how Paul last episode said that there's too much uh, Tatooine. Uh, it won't be, uh, you won't be on it a lot for the show. Like, he does go off world. So, we'll see why that happens, but yeah. The Jedi Code is like an itch. He cannot help it. Where is he? So pause it again, because this is more uh, another live-action version of a cartoon or an animated character. This is the fifth brother, another villain in Star Wars Rebels. Uh, and then... That scene ago when he was spinning the lightsaber, um, I I, I kind of wanted them to do the helicopter thing where they fly. Did you guys watch Rebels at all, like Star Wars Rebels, or no? No, okay. no, that's fine. I know that's 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 uh, not really up your guys' avenue, but I did. So uh, <laughs> just to let you know, uh, the spinning part, some people didn't like it because they spin so fast. They actually flew like helicopters with them. So oh, okay, it's okay. kind of out there, but it's a fucking space fiction. So I, I, I thought it was cool. And I'm, 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 I'm going to try to catch up. I'm going to try to catch up before celebration. 
Oh, it's all good. I tried watch. I tried watching it. There's so many. We have to. You have to like send me a link and how how to watch them. I started watching. I got to like episode it's six or No, I know, but there's two different ones. I don't know which no, one. No, well, first, if, if for Clo for Clone Wars, if you want to watch that, you'd have to like I'll send you the chronological way because they're not they're not released in chronological order. But if you want to watch Rebels to just kind of watch this stuff to like some of these characters, you can just watch Rebels like straight through. And Re Rebels is actually pretty. Uh, I wouldn't say it's better than Clone Wars. Um, it's a little more action. Um, mm. And because Clone Wars, for me to to watch it, it took me a while. They had to be in like their third season, and the only reason I went and started watching them was because Alex told me that it actually got better. Because I mm. still had the taste of the movie in my mouth, and I didn't I didn't like the movie. Um, but mm. that that'll be a discussion for another day. But. Um, these characters it's just cool because these are all characters that were like in the animated series and they're they're coming going back and then the stormtroopers are the traditional stormtroopers again we're not seeing the first order ones or clone troopers it's the traditional stormtroopers from the original trilogy so i just think that's cool So, um, yeah, the, the out of I would say all the Star Wars trailers for like Disney Plus stuff, that one is the most cinematic looking to me. I don't know if you guys got the same feel, but it, that felt more like a movie than like The Mandalorian or Book of Boba Fett for me. I don't know if that's how you guys took it, but I'm like super excited for this one. Um, not to say I wasn't for Bo Book of Boba Fett, because Boba Fett was like is my favorite favorite Star Wars character, but uh, I don't know, just something like the the when I watched it when it first dropped, uh, I had woken up and seen I'm like oh like I was like oh the the Obi Wan trailers on I like watched it on my phone, and I literally got goosebumps when I heard the Duel of Fates uh, song like it like like using the Kevin Smith reference man I filled the damn cup like it, it was it, it it I was super happy like. It, it took me like in just the whole the whole like it's, it's John Williams come is coming back just to score uh, I think the Obi-Wan theme kind of like how he did for Galaxy's Edge so um, and he did that for Solo too so he's he's gonna it's gonna have uh, John Williams in it so that was makes it feel more like cinematic Star Wars uh, the fact that we're getting Darth Vader um, he there on the Entertainment Weekly their last physical article is Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, it goes on sale March 18th I might buy it because it's the last one but um, they have photos that are somewhere in the trailer just one of them isn't it's Darth Vader they just you just have his breathing at the end but they do show Darth Vader like a still of him and it's like I think it's he's supposed to be in like uh, the, the chamber from Empire Strikes Back so uh, I'm gonna throw a picture on it you guys can't see it right now I don't have it but Actually, maybe I do. Hold on, so I can show it to you. Because I downloaded it. Yeah, I don't know how to use Discord. 
I'm, I'm terrible because <laughs> it's been a while <laughs> i was gonna like share the image but i'll show it to you later but yeah no i just uh kind of a rambling buffoon right now but uh the actress moses ingram her character looks pretty menacing uh chasing a person and then the lightsaber lights up so um the one thing that i find funny because this went through a bunch of rewrites because of the solo movie not doing so good it was supposed to be a movie um and i guess now the ign reported it off of deadline that i guess it got leaked that originally darth maul was supposed to be the villain of this and uh supposedly uh dave filoni uh kind of told deborah chow uh, who's the the head director of all of them and uh, the writer is that she needed to like be bigger outside the box because I guess the I guess the original script was too close to the Mandalorian so to get it to be different they said bring someone else in so that's why you have uh, Darth Vader and the Inquisitors as the villains so it should be really interesting and then I guess the original script was like supposedly like too bleak. That's why Kathleen Kennedy wanted it to be re rewritten is that it was too bleak, which the reason I find funny is that like the dude's broken. Like, like, <laughs> like what do you want? Like everything is like, he lost his best friend. He's like PTSD about it. So the galaxy is like overrun with space Nazis. I don't really know how, how much uh, you wanted, but I guess, I guess the, 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 the theme of it is that they showed it in the teaser is that like, it's a story about hope, I guess. So, um, I did read in, uh, that. I guess I didn't really notice the parallels. That in Revenge of the Sith, like he's like he fights uh, Anakin, and he's still very much like a like a reactive person. Like he, he lets like his not so much his emotions, but he like reacts to everything, and like it's a different vibe. Whereas in like A New Hope, he's kind of like a Zen, like like he's just like chill he's like super chill compared to like when he was younger and so i guess like this this story is like the bridge to show you how he became that obi-wan kenobi where it's the obi-wan kenobi that's not like broken he's like a still a hopeful obi-wan so um yeah uh is there anything else you guys want to say because i'm like the only one talking <laughs> and uh you're, you're more of the star it. wars um historian i guess um yeah no, it, it looks cool. I just, like I said, um, was super disappointed in the last three movies. Really liked Mandalorian. Want to finish both of it. Um, I want to know, like, if, it feels like these TV shows should have came out before the movie and maybe introduced some of these characters in this, this last trilogy. Like, I want to know how the Mandalorian, Boba Fett, Goku, Ahsoka all fit into their overall universe that they, they already released these three movies already. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if they're gonna have some kind of like multiverse, whatever, like Marvel and DC, and and redo the movies after or something. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot there. There's a lot going on right now in between the Return of the Return of the Jedi and the what was it, the first movie called? Force Awakens. Um, Force Awakens. So yeah, there's a lot going on because uh, Mandalorian takes place uh, like a few years after I think after Return of the Jedi. Jedi. Yeah, but like 20 years before the the Force Awakens. So Mandalorian Boba Fett um all take place in that in that 20 year time frame and then this this as well. So 
Well, no, no, no. Like, what's Obi- going Obi- on? Obi-Wan's uh, before uh, the trilogy. This is after Revenge of the Sith. So they're going back, oh, to, yeah, they're going yeah, back yeah. to the prequels again. I, I, so this I, takes, I know this it gets takes, confusing because they time jump a lot. No, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This takes place before the, A New Hope. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. That's cool. I don't uh, know. I, I hear you. Uh, I, I mean, as far as it's still kind of greenlit until it's not greenlit anymore because they tend to do that with Star Wars if it's not well received or something controversial happens they'll kind of just drop it um as of now ahsoka the mandalorian book of boba fett that rangers of the new republic show that got canceled but got taken into different stories now i guess that original story is going to be broken into the other shows um they're all supposed to meet up for something like either a movie on disney plus another big show maybe a movie in theaters i don't know but like it's it's they're all connected into a universe and as much as like the people that hated the sequel trailers have been vocal or sequel trailer the sequel movies have been vocal in saying that like oh yeah these are retconning them like John Favreau and Dave Filoni have said they're not they're actually just like kind of how the Clone Wars was for like the prequels this is like the same thing it's just like to basically enhance that story so I guess you'll find out how the first order became the first order and that's like all I know something else is like gonna happen but they are they are getting connected. So, but I do hear what you feel like it it should have been like if they had have done this as far as like the Mandalorian goes, and then made like an episode seven. I think it would have probably been well. Episode seven was well received. It was just like the stuff after, but that's another that's yeah another discussion for another day. But. I really enjoy I yeah, I really enjoyed um, the Force Awakens, but when you like I said when you break it down, it is a new hope with just new characters. Yeah. So, and that's what what G.J. Abrams does. He just kind of capitalizes on stuff that's popular. I mean, it's not crap about him, Paul. I know he's your, he's your boy and everything, but that he just copied flipping the A New Hope, so... Yeah. But yeah. I, no. I, so, Super 8, Super 8 was original. <laughs> and... and <laughs> not not um, really. Not really. Well, to me, I, I don't... I can't really... You can say that's it. like E.T. Yeah. Yeah, kind of, but it was different. But, it was different enough. It was different enough. Spielberg, Spielberg's name is under the Super uh, movie, so because he was an exact, right? He was an exact executive yeah. producer, yeah. And then um, what else was I gonna say? That that Mission Impossible movie he made was really was really well done. The one well, I forget the name of it, but with the Ghost Protocol. No, he did the, the one with uh, what... Carrie Russell. Yeah, Gary Russell, and then the dude that killed Old Odeed. Forget that dude's name. Yeah, he was um, a villain. And then Morpheus was in it as well. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne. It's a good first one. Yeah, that was was it. Mission Impossible was Mission Impossible three. I think it was. I think it's I thought three. he did four. Was it the four? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was three. Ghost Protocol. Did he do Ghost Protocol? Yeah. No, it wasn't Ghost Protocol. Cause that's the one that introduced uh, Simon Pegg and all that, right? He did the one with Simon Pegg. Yeah. Yeah, that, I want to say that's Ghost Protocol. Someone Google it. I don't. know. I'm in a state where I can't do anything because then I'll I'll screw up the image <laughs> on the pa- screen. Pa- you you got uh, it, Paul? Ghost Protocol does not have K. Russell in it, so that is definitely a different one. He didn't. That's the one that with one? Jeremy Renner. I think it's just Mission Impossible Three. This one. This one was uh, Brad Bird, who directed Ghost Protocol. Oh. Which was good. That was good as well. 
So, all, all the Mission Impossible have been good, except for I didn't really care for the last one because I think Tom Cruise kind of showed his age. He's like 70 years old and he's jumping off buildings and he he beat up Superman and he Superman's like a foot taller and like 150 pounds heavier and there's just no way. Even if he was like the most skilled dude in the world. They're both skilled dudes and they're just didn't, it just sounds like <laughs> it's not happening. You so. can disp- dis- uh, suspend disbelief but, but not in that bathroom fight, huh? No. <laughs> um, so that's that's just my take. It's all good. Um, I still have to see those movies, but um, they're good. Most no, of them no, are good. I, I've heard. I, I just I don't know. I don't. We'll see. I mean, I ended up liking Top Gun, and I had just seen it for the first time last year. So. Oh, the first one, <laughs> the original. Yeah. When I went with Paul. I didn't even know. Cool. I know. I know the the. Sec- the sequel's supposed to come out, out. I think in like November. I think it was supposed to come out already, but COVID, huh? Yeah. It was one of the delays, but yeah. it's. I think it's coming out uh, in the fall. Uh, but back to Obi Wan. Uh, I don't even remember what I was going to say because we went on a tangent of J.J. Abrams. Sorry, it's all good. I didn't mean it. No, I didn't a, mean it just something like that. All I was going like to say is that it was just a cheat code for them to use dual fates. That's you put anything behind dual the fates, and you'll be hyped on that. It's true. It's very true. I think dual yeah. fates was even used for the Jedi Fallen Order video game. For the trailer. If Jar Jar Binks had a series and you put do all the fates, people would go crazy. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Um, but yeah, um, uh, are you guys gonna watch it? Yeah, because it's because it's, it's six episodes. It's a minute. it's a limited series, so it'll just be a one. Absolutely. Episode. We try to watch everything. I just fall behind sometimes. I I was pretty much on point until Boba Fett. Boba Fett, I kept on falling asleep on. I could never find the time. So. But I'm going to try to watch that pretty soon. But I'm going to play my routing game after this. It's all good. So, so yeah, I think uh, I think we're kind of done, though. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, my mom's cooking dinner right now, and the smell has reached my room. So I can't think straight anymore because <laughs> I want to eat. <laughs> what is what is uh, she making tonight? Uh, she's making uh, chicken. Uh, chicken in the air fryer. So. Oh, okay. It smells okay. really, really good. Sounds good. Um... So yeah, I guess that'll do it for uh, episode 30. Uh, we kind of reached the hour and a half mark that I wanted to reach anyway. Uh, if you're still with us, thank you for staying. Uh, I know we kind of rambled a little bit towards the end. But uh, we're trying to uh, get back to uh, weekly content. Hopefully it, it uh, goes through. Uh, I think next time we record, uh, we'll try to do it earlier and try to do like a couple episodes at one time. So that way... We don't fall behind like we did between October till March. <laughs> so we'll take it take it by then. Um, if there's anything else that you guys want to add to the discussion of Obi-Wan or Miss Marvel or Batman, uh, once again, it's geekconclave at gmail.com. Uh, if you guys, I guess Spotify has ratings now, so if you can rate us if you listen on Spotify, if you've been listening to it on iTunes, if you could give us whatever you think we deserve i know everyone says five stars when they plug these stuff but if you think we're five star cool if you don't then please give constructive criticism don't just like give me a one star and then say you suck like give me constructive Uh criticism that's all i ask um yeah i don't know any other podcasting uh stuff that has a rating system because i know we're on google play as well but i don't think you can rate it i think it's just spotify and itunes so if you're on one of the platforms that has a rating, just give us a rating if you can. And uh, yeah, that'll do it. 
anything else you guys want to say before I cut it off? R.I.P. Scott Hall. Oh, yeah. That was actually a concern. Like yeah, R.I.P. to Scott Hall. Uh, he did pass away uh, yesterday, which was the 14th. He was on life support because of a hip surgery that he had because I think the week before he like broke his hip, and then he went in for surgery. He had complications that gave him heart uh, blood clots in his heart, and then he had three heart attacks. So um, his family decided to pull the plug on life support yesterday and i think it took like four hours after he was off life support for him to pass away so the bad guy was cool um i liked razor ramon but i was more in the nwo stuff so i kind of liked him more scott hall that's just what i was more familiar with but i'm older so i i liked him more as razor ramon it was different he was different enough that he was my favorite dude at, at the time when he came out it was jimmy superfly snooker before he turned into a serial killer <laughs> And then I think it was Razor Ramon, <laughs> and then The Rock and Stone Cold after that, and that's the kind of when I you fell off. The Rock before you before you don't like him. Before now. it be- it became too the like, commercials and everything. He's like, <laughs> he's, he's saturated. Like, yeah, oversaturated. So we'll see what he does with Black Adam, but right now he's it's just too much. So and then fall back a little bit. Fall back. Yeah. Do 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 the better piece. I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> Yeah, rambling. I, I, no, it's all good. I saw I saw that Paul posted on his Instagram story that he was watching uh, Razor Ramon. What, 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 which match, match. What match did you watch? The one with Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Oh, the there was a Intercontinental, Intercontinental title. title belt. Ladder yeah. match. Yep. Yeah, that was that's a good one. <sighs> R.I.P. Well, um, on that note, guys, have a good night, and we'll see you guys next week. Oh, peace.